Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me this week, Liam Whiting. Liam, you're right, mate. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very well, very well. Uh, Ollie Broom. Ollie, how's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well, and uh, he's back for the first time this series. Let's you go. know, trying to get trying to get hold of this guy, man. He's 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 everywhere. <laughs> he's on Twitch. He's all over Twitter. But Ben Rollo, Ben, how are you? Hey, doing well, thank you, mate. Yeah, Twitch.tv slash. No, I won't go there. Uh, no, go yeah, on, no, go doing well. Cheers, mate. Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> I tell you what, if you manage to get a plug in within thirty seconds of the podcast, that would have been. Yes. incredible value there i mean the worst, i reckon you'd have done it and then we, we just heard a hung up and then you'd have been gone <laughs> and, and, mic drop <laughs> i'm out absolutely well i mean it's good to have you back mate because um you know the fans have been crying out you know we get endless tweets all all of the twitter followers yeah all of and them, I, I, I i very much appreciate being invited back no it's awesome it is good it um it must help as well knowing that your team is is coming off a, a week four victory as well as we'll get into how long this was shortly take. <laughs> well, oh yeah I, yeah yeah, yeah it, it does feel good it feels good right it puts a spring in your step george you know you're you're your team are in a little bit of a similar situation right where you know the wins you, you take a win where you can get them oh um, mate it's so true like i mean it, a win just feels it, it feels like double sometimes and you know we'll get into let's get into the action now we'll start off with uh, your Giants, Rollo, who obviously beat the um, New Orleans Saints 27-21 in overtime. Uh, do you want to give us your review of this one? Because I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant game and I, I was really impressed with with the Giants overall. Yeah, I, I, it's it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating as much as it's enjoyable, right? Because we've, we've played worse teams this season uh, and lost. But yeah. you take the win, you 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 know, you wake up on a on a Monday morning, you've got that little bit of extra spring in your step. You know, after three games I'm sitting there and thinking, Oh, I'm gonna have to start looking at the draft class here. Uh but now you get a W on the board. Um obviously big game coming up against Dallas this week. Uh so you know, it's hard to make judgments too early. But you know, the Saints have got a strong defense and and um and you know, we 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 played well. We played well. We didn't score loads of points. When you think that Daniel Jones had over four hundred yards passing, um, we put up you know twenty seven points, which isn't which isn't anything to write home against about. But against the good D, uh, no, I'm pleased with it. I'm pleased. Yeah, I, I want to talk about Daniel Jones because the last two games, especially, I think he's been outstanding, really, really good. And this game, you know, he got an interception, but it was only because he threw a hail mary at the yeah, the end of the second that. half. So you don't, you don't count that. But twenty eight for forty, four hundred two yards and two touchdowns. I mean. And coming off that performance against Washington, where I thought he was brilliant as well, he's kind of showing what we wanted to see from him. What well, we needed to see. He's, you know, this is the his third year. You know, you look at somebody like Josh Allen, who obviously had that third year bounce. Um, we were looking for something similar because, you know, we've got a decision to make at the end of this year about the fifth year option. You don't want to be making that decision without knowing exactly what you've got. Um, I've been, I've been kind of on the. 
I've, I've been on the Daniel Jones train. I've got the jersey sat behind me. But um, also, you know, you, you've got to make sure that you sit, you can evaluate him fairly. And the last couple of games, his O-line play has been really strong. Andrew Thomas has played really well this season. Um, you know, obviously, last time I was on here, I think it was right after the draft, right? Um, and I yeah. was, uh, and I was obviously, it was a year, a year in for um, for Andrew Thomas. But uh, I was kind of raving about how I was hoping he would have a kind of a bounce back uh, or a bounce up second year and I think he's put he's performing well but DJ can make can make the throws he's obviously he can run as well uh which is nice but yeah he he was clutch he was clutch and he's got to keep doing it he's got to still kind of keep on progressing forward still think he's got a bit of an issue with maybe locking onto his first read a bit too much but uh you can't argue with what he with what he did on on Sunday at all and what he did without um, Slayton and Shepard as well, which makes it even more impressive to me. And Kadarius Tony kind of stood up and, you know, made himself counted because he's done nothing for the first three weeks, really. And people were questioning the pick. But then he's he's rapid. He is absolutely rapid, that guy. I was watching the highlights earlier today. He is electrifying. Explosive. Get the ball in his, get the ball in his hands. Like, he's... He had a he had a really bad off season, um, really bad start. Um, there was uh, COVID uh, that he was out for a while with that, and then there was a couple of other little niggles here and there that he had, ankle injuries and all sorts of different bits and bobs. So we knew it was going to be a slow start for him, but we kind of thought he'd be a, a bit of a kind of a gadget player, you know, get him a few touches, a couple of sweeps, things like that. But um, listen, you've got, we've got to get the ball in town, get him in the slot operate with him and and Shepard in the slot when he comes back you've got Shepard that kind of really reliable third down target but things happen when Tony's got the ball in his hands it looks like so yeah exciting really exciting Slayton issue with drops I mean he was a what was he a fourth round draft pick when we got him we've, we, we did well um, we've done well to get what we've got out of him I think he probably needs to ride the pine a little bit whilst we've got Golladay Shepard I mean even Colin Johnson who played wide receiver that mm. I didn't know much about until last week uh, has actually put up a you know he put up a nice game first first game out um he's he's you know looks like a fairly reliable target but yeah get the ball in Tony's hands get the ball in Golladay's hands uh let them let them go and go and feast yeah damn right it was a, a really important win a really impressive win and uh I was happy for you mate because it's you know it's tougher it's tough for teams like us it's tough for fans like us but, <laughs> yeah you know. yeah you, you, you've done a little bit better but you've done a little bit like, I think we're tied for the fewest wins with the Jets over the last maybe four or five years so I, yeah. I, I I'm going to I'm going to moan um more than than most but yeah yeah you're absolutely right it's uh it's it's a nice feeling for for the both of us except I don't want you to get too many wins so we can have a nice draft pick yeah, I know, I know. We'll see what we can do. I wouldn't worry about it if I was honest. Um, all right, let's move on to the other New York team who also picked up their first win of the season, again in overtime, um, 27-24 against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Liam, were you surprised about this one? Yeah, I was a little bit. I think we all were, weren't we? Well, I was surprised with how... Well, I don't know if I was, actually, because you look at the Titans and they were missing... AJ Brown, they were missing Julio Jones, so they had to rely on Derek Henry even more than they normally did. I think they were there for the taking because that defense is pretty shambolic as well. But I was really impressed with Zach Wilson. He, he kind of came of age in this game. It was a breakout game, wasn't it? Yeah, it, I mean, you look at twenty-one attempts, thirty-four yards, nearly you know three hundred yards. Um, yeah, and Corey Davis came back into the team over a hundred yards. I, was, I think the offense looked. A lot more explosive than it has done in the first three weeks. Ollie, what would you make of make of this one? Obviously, Olivia is going to be very happy. Yeah, um, really impressive by them. The sort of the growth just week to week. Obviously, through the first three weeks, he was pretty horrendous. 
Um, and he came out and just had a, a super impressive game, making some really good throws. Um, and yeah, I think the Jets were bound to get a win sooner or later, but the, the manner in which they did it was really impressive. Um, equal to that, their defence standing up pretty well as well. Uh, yeah, I've mean, been I mean, a good unit so far this season. Really, I'm just looking through the, the defence now. They've got six sacks in the game, which is... Tannehill was just under duress the whole time. If Without giving it to Henry, they, they couldn't get anything going. No, that offensive line for Tennessee, we saw it against Arizona as well, where Chandler Jones got five five sacks. That could be a real problem, along with a defence that just doesn't seem to make any plays. Would you, Ollie, be worried if you're a Titans fan, or are you thinking the division's pretty much so easy that this is just a blip and, you know, because of those division games, they should be fine? Yeah, I think they'll be in it till the end. Um, whether that means one and done in the playoffs, I'm not too sure. Um I think they've got enough playmakers with sort of you know AJ Brown, Jones, if they're fit, that they can give teams a run for their money. But they definitely need to improve on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I agree, Rollo. What did you make of this one, mate? I think uh, I think it was a, a in a way quite a bad matchup for the Titans. Maybe it's just kind of one of those things where the stars just aligned for the Jets, as you say. Obviously, you know injuries and struggles for the Titans. Thought the Jets obviously into like Quinn and Williams is a beast, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he was he was wrecking havoc from what I saw in the game. And like Zach Wilson, like he he kind of seems like uh, really hit or miss. Yeah, like he's either he's either bang on it or he's bang off it. <laughs> and there doesn't seem yeah. to be much in between at the moment. He's a rookie, right? You know that kind of thing. That kind of thing is is going to happen. But when he's on, he he looks he looks he looks good. He looks good. But um, it's how much how much time he spends in that zone as opposed to the one where he's just fuzzing interceptions to people. So yeah, yeah. I mean, for, 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 for New York, for, you know the Jets like have been suffering for as long as I think I've been a fan of of the NFL. You know, like fifteen odd years now. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be nice. It'd be nice to have some, you know, a bit, a bit of something to cheer about both sides of New York. New York, yeah. New York, absolutely. Let's do this. Yeah, the concrete. What is it? The concrete jungle where dreams are made of. That lyric never makes sense. Where dreams are made of. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. That <laughs> lyric will annoy me till the day I die. By the way, because <laughs> it's it's just it's just so so wrong. But yeah, a, a brilliant win for the Jets. Um, Again, happy for them. It's nice to see a team that you, you don't want to see any team go zero and seventeen. I don't think any team will, but it's just nice to get that win relatively early, and it's good for the new coach in, in Robert Sala. Um, all right, Liam, we're going to move on to your Vikings because this game kind of perplexed me a bit. I thought it was going to be, I was, it was kind of a banker to me to be like a thirty point each kind of scoring game, but um, the Vikings scored on their first possession, and then that was it. You know. Um, do you want to give us a breakdown of, of this one? Yeah, so I thought exactly the same thing before this game. I honestly thought we were going to lose 30, 40 points. And then first drive, it was exactly like the Seattle game. They came out like a team possessed and they were absolutely brilliant. And then we peaked on offense from the first quarter. We just couldn't get anything going. From like I was saying to some of you over the evening, like, as if you saw this as a box score, you think, yeah, the Vikings did really well, like to stay in it, but it wasn't like that at all. We just couldn't get going the whole game, and it's the story of our season. Really frustrating to watch. Um, a few of my Vikings mates were saying if we lose this week to Detroit, they could see Zimmer getting sacked, and I could see that happening in all honesty. Um, but I, I will say, Kirk Cousins, I'll give him a lot of credit in that game, he played really well. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's hard to take many positives from it. To be Did honest. he play that well to only put seven points? I was, I was about to ask the same question. If you see his stats, though, well, he only did put. Yeah, but if you, but he, like, he had the ball with with two minutes left or whatever, and did nothing with it. <laughs> Statistically, I think he did really well and in the game. But at the end, he was in the right position and made the throw. Like I, I can't blame him for not scoring at the end, really. Mate, like I mean, we've we've talked about him before, but that's just who he is. Like yeah. he's just like a statistics guy, but statistics don't measure intangibles and excitement. And you know, go and win me a like, game. A lot of a lot of Vikings fans have said that exactly that, but he's not a people person. That's why he's not a good leader, and I completely agree with it. He's I don't think he is on that basis. It's always struck me as a very streaky quarterback. Ever since we used to play him, obviously twice a year. Uh, with with uh, with the football team, um, he used to be he was terrible against us. Like, he, but then he'd, he'd go the next week and he'd be absolutely unreal. Like, he seemed like a really streaky QB. But you can't argue with what he put up until until Sunday. And even then, if he had a half decent game, you know, fair play. He's been he's been a good player this year. I don't think you can argue with that. Yeah, um, I I definitely think it, out of our season, he's been one of our better players. Um, I, I I can't fault I can't honestly fault him this season, so far. I, I don't think either quarterback kind of shone in this game. Baker Mayfield no. was terrible. Baker Mayfield well. kept us in the game. <laughs> if if he yeah. turned up and played how he does week in week out, yeah, we would have got spanked. But I think the difference in this game to me was the running game. You look at yeah. what Nick, Nick Chubb done. He put up a hundred yards. Kareem Hunt seventy yards. We could, and then you actually. look at. No, you look at your side of the ball, Dalvin Cook only 34 what, yards, Madison what, only 20 yards. It's what we've said before in the trenches D-line, isn't it? And that's what made the difference. It's our own, It comes back to our own line, which I seem to be talking week in, week out. Because it mean, is. Season in, season out. You yeah. know, I've, I've been a big fan of the draft and doing mock drafts and stuff for four or five years now. I feel You've like we talk that. about cornerbacks and O-line for the Vikings every year. And it doesn't get fixed. Corners and OL. That's all it ever seems it, to be for the Vikings. But we we'll still it, do it every year. <laughs> it reminds me of like uh, Arsenal, how every time, in, every year, someone says they need a fucking centre back. They need a centre back, <laughs> and then they never get a centre back. It's, yeah. it's it is exactly the same kind of kind of thing. Like yeah, the, day, yeah. But to be fair, like if you look at the O line's performance in this game, they only gave up two sacks. We gave up nine to this Cleveland Browns team. You know, I, I, I Kirk had time. He had. He was getting pressured, but he still had time to make those throws. I think the difference for me personally was with, with the running game. Dalvin Cook didn't look fit. No, he wasn't. He wasn't fit until we shouldn't have played. I think he only played because it was the Browns and our record. I, I think that's... if we were a winning team, he wouldn't have played, yeah. That's odd. That's that's odd when you think that the backups did a great job last week. You wouldn't yeah, have thought they would be game. inclined to, to rush yeah. him back. But, you know, obviously they know better than us. Well. I, think, I think Zimmer's... Worried about his job and he wants wins. I think that's what it is. Yeah, but you've also got to play the opponent. And if you look at the Cleveland Browns defense, the the best part of that defense is their front seven. So and they're hard to run against. They, you know, everyone knows they're hard to run against. So you you've got to attack them through the air. Um, so giving twenty five odd carries on the ground, and you you know when it's not working as a running game. You, you know pretty quickly, you don't just carry on and carry on. And Dalvin Cook, he, he just looks so banged up. And yeah, if, you've got a, if, you, if you've got a guy in there, especially with an ankle problem, you're trying to run against Miles Garrett and people like that, it just, 
it just doesn't work. You know, I think this game was there for the taking just because of how Baker Mayfield played. And he came out today and said that he had no idea what happened. He, he, he had a passing accuracy of 45% or something ridiculous of 33 attempts. I think you'll look at this maybe as an opportunity missed. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. I agree. If you, yeah. you look at the score and you you look at the Browns put up 14 points, you would immediately think, oh, the Vikings won then. To, to me, this is like the Cardinals game where we should have won, but we didn't. It's the same thing. Missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think the Browns have put up 14, well, j- just 14 points again this season. No. To me, anyway, which suggests to me that your your defense did play pretty well as well, as bad as Baker was. The you defense still got the were great. I, I can't fault the defense; they kept us in the game. Yeah, I was really worried about the secondary. Obviously, they've got great deep threats with OBJ and Co. But yeah, I can't fault them. All right, well, you you move on to uh, Detroit next week, but we'll uh, we'll get into that shortly. Um, I'm just going to move on to what was probably my favourite game. Uh, well, actually, no, it was one of my favourite games. So the Dallas Cowboys 36, Carolina Panthers 28. Um, a brilliant offensive display from both teams, really. Um, Ollie, what did you make of this one? You know, Dak looked brilliant. Darnold looked, you know, pretty good, and both teams looked pretty good. Yeah, two uh, spicy, spicy teams there. Um... Dallas doing a, a bit of a number on the, you know, I think they were number one ranked defense before Sunday, the Panthers. Um, we'd sort of said how good they were, and yeah, Dak just took them apart really. Um, and you know, good for the Panthers also coming. I think they were twenty odd points down, and then like coming back into it at the end. So yeah, they weren't giving up either. No, we say well, I'll just look at Dak's stat line, four TDs, but only for 188 yards. But it's what they've done on the ground that really impressed me. Like Ezekiel Elliott, 143 yards, and Tony Pollard with another 70. Um, Rollo, it seems to me that Zeke is back and eating. It seems like the Dallas, I mean, Dallas put over 600 uh, rushing yards in the last three games. So, you know, those guys are feasting. We gave up. Um, you know, looking at next week's game, uh, the Giants against the Cowboys, you know, we gave up a lot of yards to the, to the Saints last week. And I'm scared. I'm scared of that run attack. And I'm scared of that O-line. Um, you know, that it's legit. And Tony Pollard is a, is a hell of a number two. You know, like yeah. he, he is running like a number one. Um, and he's got Zeke Elliott ahead of him, you know. So the Cowboys have got the luxury then of being able to, you know, sit, sit Zeke down for a drive, let him have a blow. And you, you know, you've got, you aren't missing a step when you bring when you bring your back up in. There's not many teams that can say that. You know, I would have actually said that about the Vikings probably with, with the way that Matson ran last week. But you know, obviously a, a very different um, defensive front uh, for those guys. But yeah, I mean, hell, hell of a hell of an O line and rushing uh, attack for the Cowboys. And yeah, I'm legitimately uh, legitimately quite scared of it. Yeah, it's the offensive line that's impressed me the most as well because they're just blowing holes open for for Zeke and Pollard. I mean. And this was against a good Panthers defense, a number one rated Panthers defense on PFF, as Ollie said. Um, and they couldn't, re- well, they couldn't get to Dak Prescott. They had no sacks. They barely had any pressures, no turnovers. You know, Dallas are, you know, quite a scary contender, actually, when you think about it. You think of the first game that, that they lost to the Buccaneers. They still put up a ton of points and they made that really close, you know. But- I, I'm not. Go on, go on, Lim. Sorry, I just want to say that this is Dallas every year where they always look good. But to me, their issue is keeping players fit and they're doing it this year. So I think, yeah, they are real contenders. And if I was a Dallas fan, I'd want the championship game this year. Yeah, that's it. You're right. It's, it's just keeping these players fit. But if you're going through 17 games and all these players are still fit, they're going to be winning 12, 13 games. 
Yeah. In my and opinion, they anyway. can probably rest games towards the end of the season because they'll have the home advantage in the playoffs. So they'll have that luxury. And like Ben was saying with two running backs, if you miss a player misses a game, you've got the other player just to step in. So yeah, they, they could be scary good. I think they're obviously Rollo knows better than us in the NFC East, but to me, they already seem like kind of runaway winners. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, barring something, something crazy happening, um, you know, kind of barring kind of multiple injuries either along that off- offensive front. Uh, I can't, I can't pick anybody else. Um, it's going to, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how, how we, we stack up. I'm, I'm not quite, I'm not so quite, quite so scared of them on defense. Uh, you know, I think we can attack them. Uh, and I think that if we can give DJ time in the pocket, we can, we can do bits, but I just don't see how uh, teams, you know, let alone us, but I don't see how many teams are going to really be able to to stop that that dominant rushing attack. And it lets Dak, you know, lets Dak throw for 180 yards, you know, and that makes the play action so much more valuable when you know when teams know that they've got to stack the box, um, uh, and and they've got to play for that kind of run first. Yeah, the, the Cowboys. Uh, I hate. I always hate saying it, but the Cowboys. The Cowboys look good. Cowboys but it. The only thing you don't want to do next week is throw the ball anywhere near Trayvon Diggs, who's already got five interceptions and balling. one at least one in each game. This He's season. balling, but then you know DJ's DJ's thrown. I mean, I, you know, I'm going to say 0.5 interceptions this season. I think I think hail mary. You know, this is my petition to the NFL. Hail mary passes at the end of a half, the end of a game. If it's intercepted, it's not an interception. 0.5 interceptions, yeah. So mm-hmm. he hasn't thrown a pick this season. Um, he's, he has thrown a couple of balls, which which potentially could have been, been a little bit dangerous. But, you know, when he's got time in the pocket, I think I think he can pick them apart, pick that secondary apart. But obviously, you, you know, you're only as good as, as how well your O-line holds up. But, yeah, I think we can get them. But I, I can see it being a shootout next week. But um, but I don't, don't think teams want to get in a shootout with the Cowboys. No, not many teams. And not many teams will be able to keep up with them. But I think one team that might be able to uh, keep up with them are the Arizona Cardinals. Because that that was that was a smooth segue. I know you don't need to you don't need to tell me that. That was good. Um, so yeah, the Arizona Cardinals thirty seven and the LA Rams twenty. I said on the last <laughs> podcast that I thought the LA Rams were the best team in football. That to me has slightly changed. Not because I think the Cardinals are now the best team in football, but the Rams just they just couldn't keep up, Ollie, with this brilliant Cardinals offense. Yeah, so we sort of said last week. Um, it's almost like that old. Rick Flair analogy, like to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And we said last week the Rams did a pretty handy number on the Bucks. Well, now they've been taken apart by the Cardinals. So do we put the Cardinals at the top of the power rankings now? Because they they're just unplayable at times. And it's like this like I, this, I, I Rams, wouldn't put them top. Rams defense is good as well. It has been pretty good this season. Um Sorry, am I right in saying that the Cardinals are the only four and team in the NFL? Correct, they are. Correct. Right, yeah. Which, it, which to <laughs> me is to me is incredible. After only four weeks, it just yeah. shows the competitiveness of the NFL. Because even a couple of years ago, it never used to be like that. You had teams that were eight and zero, and to me, it shows the NFL is the finest of margins, like more than football or any other sport. It literally I'd... is a field goal, a sixty-four yard field goal that wins you a game. I'd like to see this one again in the playoffs, perhaps. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, please. Might yeah, be a different result next time. I mean, Stafford wasn't bad by any means, but but I think Murray was just better on the day. I, t- to me, I just think the Rams, it was a bit of an off day for them. They weren't as good as usual in the Cardinals. 
well, the better team, as you were saying, really. This is the first time the Cardinals have beat the Rams in nine attempts. You know, it's, it is, this is a landmark win for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Jared Goff had their number completely last, well, for the last eight games. But, um, yeah, it, they weren't as productive. Stafford wasn't as productive. Cooper Cup didn't have the game that, you know, he, he's been having this season. Um, same with Robert Woods, who seems really quiet this season as well. But when you're looking at MVP candidates already, I think Kyler Murray's probably a runaway leader at the moment. Obviously, things change, but... To me, he just makes plays that nobody else can make, you know, whether it's with his feet or with his arm. It, it, he's really, I know it's his third year and you look at the third year leap that Josh Allen took, but to me, Liam, he just seems on a different planet to the, some of the other quarterbacks, you know, in this in this league. He probably is MVP, but it's a popularity contest, so Mahomes would win it, I think. Ooh. Because it's a popularity vote. Like, Murray probably is the best quarterback at the moment, but that's not how it works. It's not the same as the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but do you think if it was a popularity contest, Aaron Rodgers would have won it? Because no one likes Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron okay. Rodgers won it last year. I, I don't think he'll win it. Um, I don't think he'll win it, Murray. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but yeah, it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem to be. Well, yeah, I... There's not too much more I can say about this Cardinal teams. I love them. I think they're brilliant. I, it, it, the defense stepped up when they needed it to. Um, every, DeAndre Hopkins isn't being asked to make 10, 12 catches a game like he was last season. They're spreading the ball around nicely. AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Max Williams. They've, they've got AJ interesting... Green had a, a touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, off a 50, 50 yard throw. They, they've got a running game as well. Chase Edmonds, you know, 12 carries for 120 yards. James Connor's oh, getting Connor, involved. Connor's getting involved as yeah, well. Good to Connor's, see. Connor's balling. They've got a running game because, like, I I've got a take here that that I I think that Kyler Murray is going to be responsible for a new position on defense going forward, and that is going to be like a dedicated spy position. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you talk about having a QB spy and somebody, but I think you look at Kyler Murray and his elusiveness, his ability to get out of the pocket, turn into a runner, right. and just genuinely be a pain in the ass. I think there's going to be you, like you're going to have to start dedicating a player on D who is not a linebacker. He's going to have to be at the speed of a corner or a safety, but he's going to have to play in in the middle in the middle of the middle of the field. He's going to have to be able to get through get through blockers and things like that. But be dedicated to stopping a player like Kyler Murray because he is he can be that dominant. You know, you think you've got him and then he gets out of positions that are completely inescapable and all of a sudden he's 10 yards down the pitch. Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray's legs are the most dangerous player in, in football. I've, got, I've honestly got no doubt about it. And they're scheming up. The way they're scheming up this season is, is fantastic. Cliff Kingsbury has got this offense kind of humming. Kyler Murray knows exactly what his job is in the offense as well. And, it's obviously very similar to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I think Rollo's got a great shout there because all these quarterbacks are coming through, you know, and it is more of a game. Like I've seen tiny bits from Justin Fields, but he's a 4-4 runner and he's going to be the kind of quarterback that does that as well. And there's going to be so many more of these coming through through college because that's the way they play college football now. It's, you know, it's that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean... Just, you know, the Cardinals, if they've got a good running game and Kyler Murray can continue to do this, I think they're almost unstoppable on offense. And this is an offensive league now. It's just a shootout. And you've got to be the better team in that shootout because it always used to be the case that maybe 20 years ago, 10 years ago, a defense will win you a championship. To me, that isn't the case anymore. I think an offense wins you a championship. 
consistently. I think that's it, the worst analogy in the NFL. I hate that analogy, defence wins championships. I, yeah. think, I agree with you because it's NFL. Because your offence has to turn you up and win you the game. Uh, yeah, to, to me, that's the way it works. But um, yeah, seriously impressed by the Cardinals. The only unbeaten team left in um, the NFL. They go to the San Francisco 49ers next week, which is another cracking game. Just so many good games. So many good games. All right, let's uh, just pick out a couple more that... Oh, God, we haven't even spoke about the Patriots. Um, all right, Ollie, let's uh, let's go on to New England against Tampa Bay, the Tom Brady derby. Um, I thought this was a much better game than I thought it was going to be. I thought the Buccaneers were going to run away with this, but the Patriots kept it close and Tom Brady didn't play, you know, how he wanted to play, really. Bill Belichick kind of schemed it up nicely on defense. It, it controlled him. Um, and it took a missed field goal from Nick Falk, 56 yards out, to to win the game for Tampa Bay. What did you make of the highlights of this? Yeah, a lot closer than I think anyone, certainly any of us, thought it would be. Um, Patriots did quite a nice job, but just couldn't get the job done ultimately. Yeah, it's just, I d- yeah, it, it was a really weird game. A really weird, they Mac, played Mac really Jones, well. Mac Jones did well, um, like coming off his three interception performance against the Saints. Thought he bounced back quite nicely. He I had 19 he... completions in a row. Like, that 19. That's that's you know, such a Tom Brady-esque stat, isn't it? Like, yeah. That is such like a Patriots Tom Brady-esque stat. You know, I like, saw, uh, just, like just before we jumped on, I saw, uh, I can't remember who it was now, someone on Twitter, was, um, they had a blue tick, if that makes a difference, um, basically saying, like, Jones is going to be their quarterback for the next 10 years, and he's got a very low ceiling, and they're just locked into this now. Like, I don't, really see that because you don't know what his ceiling could be if he's making 19 completions in a row like that's that's impressive I think what they're talking about is a low ceiling in terms that he can't run he's not a mobile quarterback so in terms of what the league's going towards neither is Brady no but I think what they mean is you you probably wouldn't say that Brady had that ceiling at that time either Uh, I get what you mean it's just that from to me just due to the way that the NFL is going and your more mobile running quarterbacks, um, I can understand why they kind of said it, but I agree with you. Like, if he's a perfect pocket passer and you can protect him and he can make run. and he can make those those throws, then yeah, I mean, he probably hasn't got the highest ceiling in the NFL, but he's going to do exactly what the Patriots need him to do, and that's the most important part of it. You know, to me, he's the perfect perfect. So, Go on. Colin Coward. Uh, New England has no deep threat playmakers and now a QB they're going to ride with for the next 10 years with an incredibly low ceiling. Colin Coward is terrible. Do I mean, not he, listen he's to basically, any of his takes. Yeah, he's his awful. Jolter basically have bad ba- takes. Basically, basically he's the, P- he's, he's the Piers Morgan of the NFL where he just says oh, wow. bad takes on purpose to annoy people. That's literally his job. And... Sorry, Colin. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> but yeah, it came up on my feed because um, Steelers, fellow Steelers fan I follow basically shared it with... Uh, what is your evidence for this? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair enough. Well, to be fair, yeah, that guy just slags off everybody. I've, yeah. I've watched parts of him on YouTube. He's a he's a dickhead. So, uh, yeah, Colin, if you ever fancy coming on the show, you know, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I'd love to shoot the breeze with him. <laughs> We're always open to bad takes. I mean, we, we give enough of them out. Jesus. Um, but, yeah, no, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was good. And, uh, yeah, all right. Um I want to talk about one more game, but I don't know if you guys... I don't really want to talk about the Bears or anything like that. I do want to talk about Chargers Raiders. I wanted to mention about the 49ers, but 
Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, yeah. We can yeah, do that as well. Seven yeah. Yeah, I, go, yeah, go on, Liam. I, so, obviously, after the Vikings game, I, I was in the best of moods, as you can imagine. So, I thought, I'm going to watch Lance to see how he does with one of his first starts. And I just want to say, I was really impressed with how he played. Obviously, they played against a really good defence. And you can tell why they've picked him where they have. But he's he still not, he's not as good as Jimmy G. He's still quite a way off to me. Um, he's, own, he's raw, I would say. Yeah, he's very raw and he's unpolished. But his throwing game is a concern for me because he couldn't get any throws completed. So he was running it. So if I was a 49ers fan, I'd be a bit concerned here. But I know that's why they brought him in. I appreciate that's the scheme and how they're running it. But yeah, I'd want a bit more complete passes. But saying that, he did throw a... 76 yard touchdown so what but the rest of the game you've got to, you've got to think with, with Lance he's come out of a you know of a of a small school yep. and not quite so competitive college um college conference but he's got the physical tools right so yep. uh, so he's got to learn I guess he's got to learn the air part of the game isn't he and, he, and he's going to tend towards using I appreciate it's skills. going to take a while and it's um, not going to come straight in and be yeah but it might not come at all that's the, I think the point exactly. I'm making is yeah. it might not come at all you know it, it, there is a step up there but he's got he's obviously got the physical tools to be able to make the plays with his legs um but he's got he's got to be able to trust he's got to work out how to trust himself uh you know with the with, with the ball in his hands throwing it I was just going to say about the the importance of special teams was highlighted in this game. Um, 49ers just giving up so much with bad special team plays. So they had the was it a kickoff return or a punt where basically the bloke fell over and then uh, was it Trent Trent Cannon I think yeah that's basically, it Cannon basically yeah, f- yeah, yeah. fell over and then tried to get up and sort of flopped forward and fumbled and then the next kickoff. He basically waved it off, but it bounced at the one yard line and bounced straight up in it. Like an incredible kick. Uh bounced straight up in the air. And yeah, down at the one. So I said I said this a few weeks ago on the pod. That's where games are won and lost special teams. It's underrated. So we've obviously bigged up punters and kickers before, but um yeah, kick returners get your act together. Yeah. Yeah, very true. It- there's a good point about special teams. Yeah, they do go so far under the radar, but uh, there are some seriously good players on there. And a lot of them do break out into into offences and defences. And yeah, it was, a, it was a big part of this game. I was just looking at um, one player who's impressed me all season, but he's got the most receiving yards in the entire NFL now is Debo Samuel. I mean, another 156 yards in this game. I mean, it's completely blowing up this league at the moment. And it's exactly what the 49ers needed because for some reason, Brandon Ayuk's been chucked in the doghouse. No idea why. He's got about yeah. 10 catches all year. And I can't work that one out. I, I I think it was something to do with week one or something happened. And, you know, Carl Shanahan's just completely blown him away. But Debo Samuel's more than more than making up for it. And But what I would be concerned about if I was a 49ers fan is that that running game has always been so important and so good. But where they've run out of running backs now pretty much, and you're looking at Trey Sermon here who's getting 20 carries, it's just not as explosive as it was. And I think they're getting slightly predictable. Um, that was just my takeaway from from the 49ers anyway. I, I wanted to ask you about the 49ers. So if Jimmy G's fit, who do you start Sunday, hypothetically, if they're both fit? I don't know. I haven't checked the injury report, but I'm just, yeah, hypothetically. I, I think it'd be so hypocritical of me to say Jimmy G when I don't want Andy Dalton to start for us. 
Uh, I think so, I think that's different, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah, Jimmy G is better. Uh, to me, I give the kid a go. I give the give Trey Lance a go. I was relatively impressed by what, two touchdowns for hundred yeah, uh, yards. Think you, played you know, well. yeah, give him a go because in what you need against teams like Arizona and teams in that division, you need. I think you need a mobile quarterback, and you know that's what Trey Lance gives you. He gives you that threat of his legs. He will make he will make mistakes. He's a rookie quarterback, but to me, you've just got to get him in there. You know, I don't see a huge jump up from Jimmy G to Trey Lance, or from Trey Lance to Jimmy G. I think they're pretty much at the same kind of kind of place now. But yeah, I'd, I'd give the kid a go. Why not? You know, you just you just don't know how these things are going to turn out. Because yeah, I like him. I like Trey Lance. There's a reason he went number three, and I trust Cole Shanahan because he's a genius. So. Yeah, that are my thoughts on that one. Uh, just a word on the Seahawks again. I thought they played pretty well in this game. Oh, uh, Seahawks were fantastic. Much better than against us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Russell Wilson didn't really need to do anything. You know, he only threw for under 49 yards. It's just, you know, their, their defense played really well and and kept him in the game. And yeah, Russell Wilson, who started off really well in this, in this um, season, but he does that every first half of the season I guess and then kind of flops away in the I mean the their O line's bad, right? Like their, their O line yeah. is still bad. And I think it's I think part of it with Wilson is it's probably just wear and tear by the time he gets halfway through the season. It's like how much more kind of avoiding and dodging can I do? Like they'll go as far as their O line allows them to go to. I, I, yeah, I feel like that's that's the thing that's either, that's gonna hold them back or just do enough for Wilson to be able to get the job done, or you know Carson and 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 so on, they've they've got they've got a lot of good pieces there. Like they'll they'll be there or thereabouts, right? Like that seems to be the case every year. They'll be there or thereabouts. Um, but it's just, I think it depends on how their how their O line holds up. Another team that we've been talking about O line for years with the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Saying about good. Dallas earlier, for me, that's why they've always been so good because they've had one of the best O lines in football. But yeah, yeah, and, that, and they're not afraid to they're not afraid to to pick them high and. Pay them good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, O line is so so important. I mean, there's a reason these guys are now the second highest paid position because you know they keep you in the game. And from the game I was watching the highlights of last night, the Raiders Chargers game. So the Chargers win in twenty eight fourteen. That Raiders offensive line of which they traded away uh, some all pro and pro bowlers. They got blown up last night by that Chargers defense, especially. Um, Joey Bosa is just having himself a, a lovely old time. It's a beast. And Derek, you know, Derek Carr just he couldn't get anything going for the first time throwing under 300 yards. He threw under 200 yards. But they had, they had nothing. They had no answer. They had to make some big plays late on, but they couldn't get any running game going. They couldn't get, you know, the downfield threats going because he just had no time to pass the ball. You know, it was a it's a huge thing. But on the other side of the ball, uh, Ollie, this guy Justin Herbert, mate, I think he might be pretty good at football. Hey, well, big, big Justin. As someone, can I have just oh, an email? <laughs> yeah, he's kidding me. You got oh. your jersey yet? No, I will be ordering it soon because uh, honestly, this I don't think I've been so excited about a quarterback, for, and he's not even my quarterback. He's obviously played like uh, a, a full, um, a full season's worth of games now. And his stats um, for like as a as a first season compared to other quarterbacks was ridiculous. They're so good, so good. I mean, this guy is a he's he's legit. 
you know, we said it on the couple of podcasts ago, if you're Miami, are you fully regretting taking tour instead of Justin Herbert? Yep. You know, they won't, they won't say it publicly, but yes. Yes, they are. Um, again, really impressive last night. I'll tell you what, Rollo, I, was, uh, I watched the highlights before I looked at the fantasy score and Austin Eckler was just going fucking nuts. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. under 17 yards. He had two touchdowns. He was catching balls. I was like, oh, surely not. I'm yeah, not gonna no, that yeah, no, he went ham. Yeah. Uh, Justin, I, I, it really pays me talking about Justin Herbert. Liam will be able to tell you firsthand that when, before he announced he was going back to college, I was all over the Justin Herbert to the Giants. We, me and Ben have been talking about Justin Herbert for how many years have we been <laughs> so on the long. train? I was yeah. all over it. When he was at Oregon, I was all so over was I. him coming He was to incredible. Us. I yeah. used to watch games just for him because he was oh, that good. I was so, so is he in play for the Giants, potentially? Well, he, yeah, yeah. so initially he was going to be in that Daniel Jones class. Um, yeah, uh, I remember doing mocks with you in oh, Weatherspoons and we were making saying, faces right now. Yeah. So, so, so much pain because, yeah, I mean, other I was, pubs are I was, available. I was all like, <laughs> <laughs> other quarterbacks are available as well, but sadly, uh, actually, no, <laughs> listen, Daniel Jones is the man, but uh, yeah, I was, I was all over the Justin Herberts, the Giants, and then he announced he was going back to school, and I was like, because yeah, for me, like in modern now. NFL times, that's got to be the biggest player that's ever gone back to school, like. This doesn't happen anymore, does it? They, they tend not to, right? You get out and get your payday. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't blame anybody for coming out wanting to get that get that payday. You know, you're risking injury and and all this stuff that's going on. But fair play to the guy. I think he made a made a promise or a commitment to to some of the either the coaches or the players or whatever that he would go back, and he did. And look at him now. Maybe that maybe without that extra year of college, he's maybe not the that same player helped. that he is. You know, if so, anything, it spurred him on. Yeah, he's an absolute baller, and I and I hate him for it. They've done the right thing around him, right? They've built an O-line that works. They've brought in Corey Lindsley, Rashawn Slater. Nobody can get past Rashawn Slater. And, you know, it just, it works. They've built a team that works for the quarterback, which is exactly what you're meant to do. The Chargers defense looks great. I mean, Derwin James is an absolute baller. Plus Joey Bosa, you've got two superstars there. And then I, I love this team. I think it's brilliant. I think they could easily win this division. Easily. You know, I, I, I'm looking at the Chargers as a 13-win team. And, you know, the biggest competition is probably going to be Kansas City. But I'm going to call it now. I think the Chargers win this division. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm calling it, mate. I'm, I don't well, know I'm well up for an LA Super Bowl. Oh, I yeah. That, I think yeah. I said it back yes, in April. Please. Let's have it. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. I mean, the, the word that comes, when I think about the Chargers, I just, it just seems, they just seem like such a dynamic team. Mm-hmm. Like there's on both sides of the ball, you just talked about, you know, players they've got on both sides of the ball, they seem so, they just, yeah, they, it just seems like energy, dynamism. Like, I almost like, feel like, say yeah. they were like 14 points down, they could be 21 14 up in no time. Yeah. 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 Well, they, they were, could, they yeah. were against Kansas City. They were at that point, And then Justin Herbert dragged them, you know, on to win that game. I'll, so, I'll take. What will be interesting with Herbert is what does he do in playoff and competitive games? Like he's proved it now so far. What's he going to be like? Because playoff football is a completely different kettle of fish. We all know what it's like. Like the pressure's on. How is he going to cope? He did it at Oregon. I think. Yeah, I think I think he'd be fine. Yeah, be fine. that Chiefs yeah. game has proved that he's got a coach that will back him up as well in tough spots. Yeah, Brandon Staley's nailed on for coach of the year already. He's got to be. So. I can't. I know it's four games in. I know people say, oh, George, shut up. But, you know, it, I, I love this team. 
and no one's going to tell me otherwise. All right, I don't care if they, I don't care if they end up fucking four, four and thirteen. I'll still think they're the best thing ever. I, I had a look uh, at Herbert jerseys. They're they're getting low stock on NFL Europe, so you need to start ordering. Of course soon. they are, mate. People are people are listening to me. Our millions of fans are just going, yeah, he's right. I mean, they, they'll be out of stock by the end of this program. But this will go out at midnight tonight. By one o'clock, they're long gone, mate. Long gone. All right, let's um. That's week four. Let's take a look at some of the big games in, in week five because there is a lot of good games in week five. Um, we'll start with Thursday night football just because it's a fantastic game. Um, Rollo Seahawks versus LA Rams, another divisional game. Um, this is an important game for both teams, really, because you know, the Rams <laughs> just, just just coming off that defeat to the Cardinals. Seahawks are two and two. They don't want to go under 500. So, uh, yeah, how do you see this one? I feel like before Sunday, I would have I would have had Rams, not not comfortably, but I would have definitely been kind of shading towards the Rams. But it's it's a tough one to call, man. A really tough one to call. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. I think I think Stafford. I think there's more to come from Stafford, um, and I think and I think he will. He I think he will show it. Um, I think I think I'd pick the Seahawks. I think I'd pick the Seahawks. You know, at in Seattle. I think that might give them a little bit of an edge. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd be picking the Seahawks there in a close one. I think it's going to be a shootout, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think the only the only thing that concerns me is that O line against Aaron Donald because that is genuinely devastating, and the fact Very that Jalen Ramsey will shut down one of these receivers. So because he's done it before, it's normally yeah. DK Metcalf, yeah. and you know he he will do it. So you'd be looking at Tyler Lockett to have a big game, and I think behind Lockett. They don't have the depth of receiver that they they used to have, so that kind of worries me. And Chris Carson hasn't really got going this season, and neither's the running game. So there'd be areas concerned for me. But I think the twelfth man at Seattle makes a huge difference. And I think it's the fact it's a, a Thursday night game as well. Yeah, I like Seattle in this. You know, if if they can if they can get the ball moving, if that defense can do just do a little bit of a job. You're looking at Jamal Adams to. You know, to be yeah. the player that he should yeah. be, just do enough. I think they just they just need to do enough. I think mm-hmm. you make a great point on Donald. Obviously, he's such a dominant player, but I think I think having a, a mobile QB, you know, having Russell Wilson. Let's not just say a mobile QB. He's Russell Wilson, right? Having Wilson almost negates that to a certain extent because he's going to be looking to get mobile early, uh, which, I, which I think to. negates which I think negates a little bit of of what Donald brings to the table. But uh, it's going to be a great game. It's one of those it's one of those Thursday night games where I think, oh, do you know what? I might actually stay up for it. I was just thinking yeah. that I'm annoyed that we can't watch it at a reasonable time. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Well, I mean, you could always stay up till four a.m. You know, we all work from home, don't we? Most of the time, I work on home at home Fridays anyway. There's no way I'm going into the office on a Friday. I mean, come on. So I'd be I'd be tempted to at least stay up for the first half of this one if I can get to half two maybe, yeah, and it's it. and see what it's like. Then yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be tempted. All right, let's let's go around uh, let's go around checking out some other games as well. Um, Ollie, we haven't spoke about your Steelers yet. So they're against the Broncos, who you know everyone knows on this podcast. I don't like the Broncos. They got Team completely the fat. They got completely the found out against the Ravens. One hundred percent the team of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, but uh, no, I. The Broncos, they got found out by the Ravens. They, yeah, I know Drew yeah. Locke had to come in at, um, uh, at halftime, but they weren't doing anything before that. The Broncos beat the Giants, the Jets, and the Jaguars before this. And we, I mean, and we should have we should have beat them. We should have beat yeah. them. We we yeah. shot ourselves in the foot there. They, uh, yeah, I mean, then they they don't look like a, a particularly good three and one team. No, no I, I don't think they are. And, and 
even worse without Teddy Bridgewater potentially. Yeah, Drew Lock stinks, mate. He, he absolutely <laughs> stinks. Like um, the defense is good. I think they've got a really good defense, the Broncos. But if I was your boys in uh, in the Steelers here, Ollie, I'd be looking at this as a you know a serious bounce back game and one that you well, should be winning. A, at it's home. a a must win game, I think. Mm-hmm. Not a should win. It's a must win. Um, you got to take care of business when the opportunities present themselves. Um, they need to get anything going if they can. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the if the Broncos defense is the one to do it against, but they need they need something. Can I can I ask Ollie a question about the Steelers? Not necessarily yeah. related to this game. Shoot. Ollie, at, at what at what point are you are you thinking quarterback here? You know, what at what point are you thinking about a year ago from Roethlisberger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as in benching or looking uh, well, I mean, just just the future of the Steelers quarterback position. I don't think Rollo meant as in shooting him. I don't think we got to, got <laughs> yeah, to the I mean, point where he needs to be put down. They sold you on my list of options, but, you know. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, f- I think, like, um, you know, when they were getting beat by the Raiders the other week and he's throwing interceptions, there was definitely a case to be made for benching him then. You know, he wasn't getting it done and, and didn't look like getting it done. Um, you know, give someone else a shot. It's difficult because, obviously... You know, two Super Bowl rings. You know, he's going he's going out with a bit of a whimper, um, which is sad to see. But you got to think, this is a, a, a team under Tomlin that's never had a, a losing season. They don't don't want it to be this year. But where are they going to cobble together nine wins? And who gi- who gives you the best chance of getting nine wins? Is it Roethlisberger? Uh, it's a great question. To me, it's not. I mean, I mean there's, there's... again on on Sunday against the Packers. They, you know, fourth down and they're just dumping it off two yards. I think mm-hmm. he, Harris didn't even get past the line of scrimmage. He just looks, he he really, I mean, he's never, you know, he's always been a big guy, right? Big Ben, you know, always said for but a long time. But he looks like the, he's just, yeah, he looks even more immobile than before. He's always season. been there standing in the pocket and sort of willing to take a hit. Yeah. But he's yeah. just getting the ball out as quickly as possible. He doesn't he's a little bit barely... Scared. Barely getting the chance to get under duress. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I think the game, the game on Sunday was was a bit of a weird one because there were two horrendous uh, refereeing calls. <laughs> the uh, was it the block field goal that they returned for a oh, touchdown? Yeah, that where yeah, that was... you know they timed timed it timed the snap perfectly. Um, I I do think had that stood and they'd have gone into halftime seventeen fourteen up, I think the Packers probably would have pulled away in the second half anyway. Um, yeah, but also yeah. TJ Watt got away with uh, guilty as charged trip on <laughs> Rogers, <laughs> <laughs> and you could see it because Rogers was face down on the floor wondering what happened. Um, Can I just say about the Steelers QB situation? I think you picked up Haskins just because it was a cheap option, and I, I think you'll draft someone because all will Tomlin. Yeah, I think. But I mean, do they get a, a low enough draft pick to? Well, this no, but this this is this is where you get into this situation of what what point in the season do you kind of accept that yeah. maybe maybe you play the player that gives you the best chance to get a high pick, <laughs> you know, like you got you've got to make that call at a certain point, right? Like Tommy doesn't well, want to lose, nobody wants a losing season, right? Nobody wants a losing season, but it, you know if if you lose, you know if you if you're halfway through the season and you're you know three and six or two and six or something like that. 
at what point do you think actually is keeping Big Ben in there actually maybe even more detrimental to your game and therefore more beneficial yeah. for a sort of like a, a retirement tour almost? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, it's it is sad. I mean, we had we had the same with Eli, right? Where you know it was kind of went out on a bit of a whimper. You know, two Super Bowls. I know a lot of people obviously don't see him as a Hall of Famer, um, but he the way he kind of whimpered out, it was just kind of it was quite sad, really. Um, and it, you know, yeah, but, but he's obviously had a great career, Roethlisberger. But um, I mean, if, this um, is this is how it goes for quarterbacks. It, it doesn't end well unless you're Tom Brady. It doesn't end well. You yeah. look at you can look at. Uh, Matt Ryan in this league as well. It's not ending well for Matt Ryan. Yeah, you know, I, that's a very good point. Very you good saw point. this is why I said about Tom Brady last year. Like you almost have to go out on top so this doesn't happen to you, so you don't just get injured and play. But Brady, Brady's still mobile. He doesn't age. He's probably the best he's ever been at the moment. Whereas the thing is with with Ben, he can't move. Like if no, he was a racehorse, he'd be put down. No, I appreciate like, that. I just gave an example because he was on top. Yeah, <laughs> but like I think I, the glue factory, with, yeah. with this game. Um, I think if Locke is in, it could be ugly and it could be low scoring and it could be a pretty fast game because I think um, they run the ball with Harris and John T. Williams for the Broncos. Yeah. If Locke is in, this will be the worst quarterback game in the entire season. I mean, you're taking the under, aren't you? You're taking the under. I'm taking the under all day long. Um, I take it this one isn't on Sky and probably won't be on Red Zone. I was going to say, Red Zone will be showing zero clips of if this it. One, if this one's yeah. on Sky, I'm cancelling my Sky subscription <laughs> in protest because it's surely not. You watch I it mean, be a 41-40 game now. <laughs> Drew Locke posts for fucking... But it's, no, it's, all, it's all defensive touchdowns. It's just QBs fumbling, <laughs> interceptions. George, what if I told you it's on Sky? It's, it's not. It's, no, it's no not. Way. Just <laughs> no, it, can't, it, it can't be. I've got Ollie. I tell you what. The um, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the, I'm just looking at the the spread. They're minus one point five. Minus one point five. I mean, to the Broncos really? with Drew Locke. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I mean. Yeah. It says it all, doesn't it? What's the uh, What's the point spread? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh god, thirty nine under. <laughs> Fuck it, under, Ooh, mate. Yeah, I, yeah. I, ta- I take the yeah. under. I, I would take, still take the under. Yeah. Um, just everything under points, uh, QB yards. Um, <laughs> yeah, time. I take the over on the rushing yards, maybe. <laughs> like, they could. Do you know what the they... best bet of the entire weekend will be? If it's it's probably not up yet. Um, first possession to be a punt. <laughs> it's, it's usually around four to six. That's the best bet you'll find. Yeah, they could offer me Big Ben to run one yard, and I'd take the under. <laughs> it's just it's, I'm not touching that with a with a barge pole. But yeah, it's, it, it is a big game. Like it's a genuinely a big game for you. And I think if you don't win it, it's probably season over. You know, in if you got to look at realistically, one of three in that division is uh, one of four. Sorry, is pretty much game over. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at a couple more games before before we go. So, I think we'd be remiss not to talk about Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, um, Sunday night football. Take the over, take the, <laughs> mate. Take the over. I don't care what they're offering. Take it. I tell you what, I I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC, and um, you know they've shut out two teams already. The most underrated part of the Bills. Look, I'm not saying they're good teams. The Texans weren't great. And the Dolphins aren't great, but they're still they're competent football teams. Um, the Bills have shut both of them out. They've scored 140 points, and 
I, they look they look unstoppable. And when you look at this Kansas City Chiefs defense, which is one of the worst in the league, both on you know passing and running, um, yeah, I, I, everything here screams to me big Bills win. But you, you can't say that because you've got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. But um, yeah, Rollo, what do you think? I mean, this is this is a game. This is a game to watch, right? This is this is a game for the for the purist. It's going to be a seven-three game now, but this is the game for the purists. Like, yeah, it's like you know, an immovable force and an unstoppable object, right? Like the, the Bills shutting out people left, right, and center, and in comes old underhand McGrew, um, you know, in Mahomes, <laughs> buddy, fuzzing balls about from all sorts of angles, probably you know through his legs or um, long snapping or something like that. But yeah, like it's it's going to be an awesome game. I. I still, I find it so hard to go against the Chiefs in just about any game that they play. I just, I just, um, you know, they've just got so many pieces. But, um, but the, but the Bills look legit, man. And, and like I say, like I've talked about it already. But like, I look at Josh Allen and I'm like, that's the guy that I that I re- we, that we really need Daniel Jones to be. So I've got a lot of time for Josh Allen. I kind of, you know, I, I think, uh, I think he's again came out of a small school and and you know was a real gunslinger. But he's put, he's added so much to his game. Um, Fair play to him. Uh, I, I I would pick the Chiefs, but um, it, it's a tight it's a tight one to call. But I, it's just it's just one of those games where it's like, look, just regardless of who wins, it should be an absolute doozy. Yeah, I mean, the only, as I said, the only thing that worries me about the Chiefs is that defense. When you're giving up thirty points to the Eagles, you know, I, I don't think that's that's a good look on anyone. And yeah. I know Jalen Hurts looked pretty good in that game, but um, yeah, Liam, uh, what are your thoughts on this one, mate? going to be a classic isn't it um i'm contemplating staying up for it you're saying that yeah Ooh. it's going to be great because yeah as ben said it's for the purists this is this is why we watch the sport and these are the matches that you want to watch this is your your arsenal's man united's isn't it of days gone by so yeah it's, it's going to be good oh they were good in 2004 or 2004 that was proper football back then mate uh good times because yeah no it's good it is going to be great and I'm staying up for this one because I don't see how you couldn't. It's just not the same watching it. 40-minute highlights. Um, yeah, I want to watch this as Sunday night football, watch it as the game that it should be. I think it'll be close, but if I was going to make a prediction now, I'd say the Bills are winning this by three points. You know, was, it's going to be it's going to be high scoring. I was going to say Chiefs by three. Okay, Ollie? Uh, Bills in overtime. Oh, wow. Love it. Love it. With a, a Mitch Trubisky rushing touchdown. Oh, oh yes, get the betting odds. Both, get both the QBs odds. on the field. Get both QBs on the field. Come on. Oh, <laughs> God. Dave, what have you got? Mate, I'll tell you what, it's not out of the realms of possibility. He did get a rushing touchdown, you know, last week. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not out of the uh, Rollo, you're going with the Chiefs, yeah. I, I, I would I would pick and prob- probably probably by again by probably about three points. Yeah. I I just I, yeah. It's going to be a tight one, but I think the Chiefs showed it. All right. Um, all right. I'll pick one more game because I'm biased. I'm good. Just going to spoke about them yet. Cardinals uh, 49ers? Well, yeah, we'll talk about that after. I just want to talk about the Bears briefly. Yeah, come on. Um, so it's a good game against the Raiders coming up on uh, Sunday at nine o'clock. Oh, fuck me. That does mean I have to stay up. Um, so I can't even have a nap in between. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is a, a Allegiant Stadium. I mean, I'm quite excited for this one, you know. Well, I, I was excited for it, and then I read the report that um, Andy Dalton will be starting if he's healthy. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, what is that about? I mean, Matt Nagy's... Anyway, anyway. Um, 
it, the reason I'm excited about the Bears is their defense is playing great football, really good football. They've got the most sacks in the NFL. Um, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn look incredibly dangerous. They're getting takeaways. They're keeping us in every single game. But the problem is that that can't continue. And I think, you know, they'll get to they'll get to Derek Carr and they'll get to the Raiders in this game. But I just don't see how you can watch what Justin Fields did last week and still think that Andy Dalton is the answer. You know, some of the passes that, that Fields made in that in that game, you know, the one to Darnell Mooney is an incredible throw. The one to Alan Robinson is is outstanding. All these are over 30, 40 yards. And I don't know if I'm missing something, guys, but, you know, is there something about Andy Dalton that's that special that he's going to keep Justin Fields on the bench after that game? Because if you're looking at, you're in a one-on-win situation, you've, you've just got back to 500. You're playing against a Raiders team that can be beaten. To me, it just sound it just seems nonsensical, you know. Um, Ollie, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think Bowen Fields obviously got decimated by the Browns, but bounced back pretty nicely. So yeah, roll with him. Yeah, he said about because said about giving the kid a chance with Trey Lance. Same mm-hmm. with Justin Fields, really. Yeah, and they learnt to be fair to well, I'm not going to be fair to Matt Nagy and saying he learnt from his mistakes because he didn't. The offensive play calling got. Uh, turned over to Bill Lazor. Um So, you know, he learned from his mistakes in the way that he gave up play calling. But, <laughs> you know, and also using a tight ends to protect a quarterback. What fucking genius thought of doing that? Oh, yeah, every other team in the NFL. Revolutionary. You know, it's, it's just... <laughs> like, usher in a new era. <laughs> I mean, and it, the worst bit was, he cut, I don't know if any of you guys have seen this, but he had a press conference after the game and he... Uh, he refused to give any credit to the OC and just said that every play goes through me. Every play, I'll piss off, mate. Yeah, That's right. You haven't got time. On the edge, in forty seconds, you have not got time to run everything by him. No, of course you don't. Of course you don't. Especially, uh, it just really annoys me. He'll he'll be the next. Well, he might be the next coach to be gone. Urban Myers kind of making a name for himself at the moment, which we can get on to shortly. But yeah, no, I'm excited about this game. I think it'd be really good. I think it's a game that we can like actually... Use the uh, the Chargers blueprint. Mm-hmm. Just get Wait. after Derek Carr. Raiders can be beaten. Obviously, they had a good start, but... I think I think you... Just to kind of touch on the whole uh, Dalton Fields thing, like... Normally, when you're in this position, you would say, well, "Let's hold back. Let's hold off on the rookie coming in. We'll have that old head. We we might lose some games." But it's like, listen, you haven't got your draft pick. Like losing losing games for the sake of losing games, or for the sake of not putting your rookie in, and then you know thinking, "Oh, well, we're going we're going to get ourselves a better O lineman or wide receiver next year or whatever." You, that's not happening. All you're do, you know, so I. Beyond thinking that they're protecting him by by not putting him on the field, but you know they've already put him on the field and he's looked pretty decent. I just don't I don't see any reason for why Fields isn't starting. I, th- I think that's really really poor management. And presumably he'll be your starter next season. So yeah, with that yeah. locked in, you want to give him as much experience as possible. Well, the thing is that his pick is on Nagy's head, so I don't I don't understand it. Surely you want to prove that you've. you've You've made a franchise quarterback. You've you finally got Chicago, the quarterback that they've waited 30 years for. And then just because you made a promise to Andy Dalton, he's going to be starting the next game. It's it's nuts. Crazy. It's, it, it is Crazy. absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, do you know what? I'm excited about the game. Um, I I like the Raiders. They've always been a team that I kind of like. And I think we've got a chance in it. But um, What's your yeah. score prediction? What are you saying? Um... I'll go 21-21, and then we win in overtime. A Cairo Santos field goal. I'm going Raiders uh, win. 
I thought you would, you bastard. I'll, I'll, no, I'm, I, I, I think... I'm going to take the Bears. I'll take the Bears. Sorry, Liam. Go ahead, sorry, mate. I was going to say, I think, no offence, but I think they're a better team than you at the moment. I think offensive, defensively, QB... They're not currently. a better team than us defensively. No way. I'm not having that. I don't think there's many teams better than us defensively. No one that rushes the uh, rushes the passer like, like that we have. I, I admit they're a much better offensive team than we are, and they're probably better coached than we are. Okay, but... based on, based on that, then as we were saying earlier, NFL is about offense. Yeah, I, t- I take the Raiders on that basis. Well, I'm only taking the Bears on the assumption that Justin Fields might start. If if Andy Dalton, starts, oh, I'm, I'm going by Andy. Da- I'm going by Andy Dalton starting, right? Because yeah, okay. presuming okay. he's playing, so that's my assumption. Unless he comes in, they you change it at halftime and he starts playing, and then that could be a much more interesting open game if Fields plays. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about any more any more games? Um, um, the, uh, the, Lon- the London game. Obviously, that extends, oh, shit, yeah. uh, gives us sort of what, 15 hours of football on time. I, I was thinking Feed this me. that we haven't mentioned it, but this isn't going to be a classic, this game, is it? No. <laughs> it's like, listen, we get an extra three hours of football, but those extra three hours of football are Jets v Falcons. So, um, is it even football? Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, I mean, just twenty-two men on a field. I'll, 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 I'll watch it, and I'll watch it for one reason only, and that's Zach Wilson, because I think he's box mm. office, and I don't think that box office is necessarily always for the right, right reasons. But um, you know, he, he's like I say, he's, he's boom or bust, and not much. I think he's speed. got a chance against this Falcons defense, though. Yeah, he should have. He should have. Yeah, yeah. If he if he puts it together, um, then uh, then yeah, it could be quite an entertaining game. You could argue that the Falcons should be two and two. I don't think they should have lost that game against Washington. They completely threw that away. Um, so, Your boy Taylor Heineken. I mean, I'll tell you what, this guy, mate. This guy, he's just he's Taylor doing B-I-T-S. He's, <laughs> mate, he's, he's getting me drunk every Sunday. I'm, I'm having two sips for every completed pass. bits, bits, I'll tell you what, bits rhymes with Fitz, and Fitz ain't getting his job back, mate, because Heineken has had it. No, I, I, you know... It's not it's not a game for the purists, it's the complete opposite of Sunday night football. But it is nice to have a game at two thirty that, you know, we can all get involved in. It's always nice to see the English or British crowd, I should say. I sound a bit fucking patriotic there, don't I? Uh but um yeah, no, it'd be good to it'll be good to have that um that game of football in there. I I'm like I'm like Ben, I'm excited to see what Zach Wilson can do because I've not watched too many of the Jets games. Uh, just kind of caught the fifteen minutes highlights on uh, on YouTube. But um I think it'll be a close game. If Matt Ryan can play kind of as well as he did on Sunday, you know, he doesn't need to be perfect. He's just got to use Carl Pitts more and use Calvin Ridley more. But can we just have a quick word about Cordero Patterson? <laughs> yeah, I was about no. to say. <laughs> the no, Cordero no, no. Patterson, or to give him his alternative name, the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> <off> offense. Free <laughs> yeah. receiving touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> where was this guy in Chicago? Oh, yeah, he was being coached by Matt Nagy. That's right. <laughs> he, was, he was on special teams in Minnesota. He didn't do anything. <laughs> It's really? just, it, to be fair, it is nuts, isn't it? Like, he, I was looking at um, you know, fantasy football. This could, have been, the... this could have been Mike Davis. No, no, it could have been Mike <laughs> Davis because Mike Davis is not good, as I told you from week <laughs> one. But like, let, let, get your heads around this, right? Cordero Patterson is wide receiver eight and running back six on fantasy. Bloody hell. That <laughs> I mean, is like some Madden stats, isn't it? That's mad. That is absolutely ridiculous. Fair play. Fair. And and on a one and three team. 
yeah you know where he's putting up those numbers because obviously the rest of the team's pretty woeful but uh yeah, he's, you know, he's that gadget player, isn't he? Like, like, but you wouldn't even said that you've even seen seen it coming. Didn't see it in in Minnesota. Do you know, sort of another Arthur Smith sort of unlocking someone's potential. Yeah. Start of the season, he was willing to take a pay cut and come to Minnesota and be wide out free. He said he'll come back, and we could have got him, but no, we didn't get him, did we? Feeling and I won't go to Minnesota for a pay rise. <laughs> 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 he's done you there Liam absolutely walloped he's pulled your pants down and spanked he's, you mate that is. it's like Ben's season isn't it horrendous dear, oh dear. yeah but you say that but you've got the same record as Ben's Giants so one and three know, game I mean, absolute one and three is mm. but yeah, we're going I mean, for the first draft pick aren't we all of us uh, no one's beating uh, Jacksonville for I'll that say, one, I, I was going for it until until Sunday because I, I feel like probably two wins is too many to get the top pick yeah, um, so 100%. we're well on our way now. Can I just ask on Sunday? Do you think we're all? We're, are we going to beat the Lions? I'm interested to hear your take. What you think about you? Re- I mean, you really should be right. Like, if 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 you don't, I think I think it's well warranted that that, you, that Mike Zimmer goes, or yeah. you know, that, that should definitely be the conversation. He, um, yeah, I mean, if, sure if you're we... not beating this Lions team, that you know, are pretty dreadful. Although. Jared Goff played all right, to be fair to him. And some of their pieces on offense look all right, but their defense is diabolical. A couple of players, yeah, seem to be playing well. But as an overall team, they're not. But I, I, the thing that's impressed me with them is they've kept it competitive. But yeah, I'll be worried if we don't win. I just wondered as you're outsiders of the Vikings. I, th- I think it'll be fine. I, I also think that Rollo's going to have an amazing time in fantasy with Phelan and Jefferson against this Detroit Lions. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Secondary, yeah. dear well, God. They didn't do it for me last week, but, but yeah. yeah I'll, a shame I'll... that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I think you, this will be one of um, Kirk Cousins' sort of streaky games where he he opens up and faces yeah, some bad it, defense. Yeah. One of one of those games where you, where you turn around and you say, oh, "Actually, Kirk Cousins is a legit QB," and then the next week he puts up seven points. I'll remember this in our <laughs> chat on Sunday when he doesn't do anything. Liam, I said I said to you last week, you can't be miserable about every single game, and even you <laughs> must think that you're going to win this game. Come on, Liam. I would Liam, like come to, on, just say I, it. I would like to think we're going to win this, but fuck me. We come never, on, we, go go I, I'd Dave. like to say we'd win this, but we never win in Detroit. Like if we don't win this, I will be worried. Liam yeah. going out on the smallest limb <laughs> I've ever seen. Well, his dick. <laughs> thank you oh. I'll set him up you knock him down yeah thank you yeah but to answer your question I do think we'll win yes Liam That's you're at home it. by the way you're not in, you're not in Detroit I, pre- oh, I thought we were in Detroit yeah we're at home yeah I think I think we'll win yeah I think you'll be absolutely fine Can um, I just wanted to have a word on uh, before we go the Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville because I mean we all know that this is going to go pretty badly anyway before a a game even kicked off, but he was obviously caught dancing with a girl in uh, Ohio. I think it was after the Bengals game where they lost. I can't remember. He said he was staying by to see family. Well, I'm not that close with my family. I don't know. I don't know what it's like in Ohio, mate, but whoa, that's not a bit of me. But um, this is only going one way. There was a player coming out today and saying that he's got no respect in the team, in the dressing room. Um, Did you uh, see that? So earlier on, I sent you all the thread about everything he's done wrong, and it literally does look like a dead man walking, doesn't he? Like, and why is the owner had to say a statement about him, Khan, already? That's not a good <laughs> the sign. The second, at all. second you've lost, you've lost the, like, the dressing room. The second you've, you've lost those players, I don't see how you come back from that. Do you think he'll still be there 
by the time they come to London next week. Yeah, I do. I think he'll mm. be there. To, I could see him being there to the end of the season. But the, the only didn't come out and support him. <laughs> he said exactly. That he, he needs to problem. trust him again. You know, exactly. so I don't. I don't see him being there. I'd be surprised if he was there for the Titans game on Sunday. This is spiraling. Like it is. How can you stay behind? Go dancing with some girl in a club after your team's just got beat by the fucking Bengals. And he's probably about three times our age. No, that's that's the three and one Bengals to you. Actually. Yeah, you're right. I should. Uh, well, yeah, that one's against us. Another, so another, another great three and one team. L-E-G-I-T, legit. Yeah, legit. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it goes one way. I think he's gone by the time we get to London, um, which I also think is really good news for Trevor Lawrence because they'll be able to get a, a coach. that. Um, look, if I'm looking at head coaches or possible head coaches around the league, number one on my list is Eric Bieniemy. Number two is uh, Brian Dable in Buffalo. Brian Dable would be my pick, yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you're Jacksonville, try and get rid of this clown who doesn't use James Robinson to support my fantasy purposes and, you know, get involved with one of these. Yeah, Brian Dable's probably been my one. He's I hear, the guy um, I want. He's what I want to replace Matt Nagy. I hear, um, I hear Jason Garrett's going. You know, if, any, if, any, if anybody wants him, you know, he's, <laughs> he's available. He's available. You know, somebody, somebody pick him up. Go on. You got no hope now. You've won a game, mate. Please, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going to be there all season. To be fair to Jason Garrett, he's not. I mean, he's not shambolic. He he, he called a good he called a good game Sunday, but mm. but that was that was a uh, you know the exception rather than norm. And <laughs> I think and I think just the fact that he was almost forced into you know the run game got clogged up quite early. And obviously, we're missing Shepard, our most reliable target. We're missing Slayton. We had to get the ball into Tony's hands. We had to look towards um, towards Golladay more because we didn't have those other options. And so we almost, he almost stumbled onto a game plan that worked. Um, but it's now a case of whether or not that's the case going forward. Um, I, I, I'm not a believer in Jason Garrett in the slightest. Joe Judge didn't have any say on him coming in. Joe Judge is another. Let's not get onto that. But you know, he, I'm not entirely sold on on Joe Judge either. But um, yeah, it, I I don't I, oh, I just don't just don't rate Garrett. Don't rate him. But you know, but having said that, Jaguars maybe maybe have a look in. <laughs> it's all right. I think the higher management listens to this podcast, so it should be yeah. perfect. Shout right. shout out. <laughs> Daddy, yeah, he, he loves this. He loves this. And his, uh, what's his son called? Uh, Ollie? Is it Tony who owns Tony? Tony. Yeah, yeah, ZW. He's the man. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. Loves big a dog. Big yeah, big cool. T. All right, good stuff. Um, is there anything else you boys want to bring up that's been going on around the NFL that I might have missed uh, since we last spoke? No. All good. All right. Good stuff. Um, Rollo, thank you for coming back on, mate. Uh, uh, always, always a pleasure. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. I, I know it's uh, it's a tough thing to fit into my incredibly busy schedule. Mm. But, uh, get your plugs in. But, but I do really appreciate it. No, no, no plugs here. But, no, um, get him in. Go, go on, mate. Get, get him in. Twitch.tv slash those English gamers. That's where you'll find us. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for, for, for having me on. I always, always enjoy it. So, yeah. Cheers. Much love to you guys. Thanks, mate. You always know you're welcome on any time. You're not the most busy man in Tiptree, <laughs> which, which I appreciate probably isn't saying too much. <laughs> not, not, not a great, you know, I'm not, I'm not on massive feet, but I will take it. 
Well, I reckon the jam makers might actually push you for yeah, yeah. I can smell the jam from from my house, and it smells bloody good. <laughs> so I reckon it's probably busier than me, to be honest. <laughs> it is good shit, to be fair. It is, it is, it is good. Uh, no, thank you, mate, for coming back yeah, on. No worries. Yeah. Um, Liam, Ollie, I'll speak to you again next week. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll probably speak week. to you before then. But uh, yes, yeah, it's we good. are here next week, are we? Going to see you next week as well. Oh shit! Yeah, love it, love it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So we're going to be meeting up next week. I said we should do a live show in a pub, and George just went, "Nah, fuck it." <laughs> well, Sounds like hard work. Yeah, I mean, there was two problems with that. One, I didn't want to record a show on Thursday or Friday. Two, I didn't want to see you. And no, to be fair, I, I think if we were going all going to the game together, then yeah, we could have done a little. I don't know, virtual thing or I don't know, some kind of meetup, but um, you've bailed on us, so we can't, can't do it. We have technology. Let's see what happens. Eh? Well, let's see what happens. But yeah, I'll speak to you guys in the week and uh, see you very soon. So thank you both. Get at yeah. us at Fourth and Out Pod on the Twitter. Oh, yeah. I want to give it every week. I want to give a quick shout out to our Japanese listener. I want to say thank you. Well, if you're going to give a shout out, at least do say, it in his language. Say thank you in Japanese. Konnichiwa. <laughs> he nailed it. Wait, is, it, is that, are you sure that's thank you? Is that not hell? No, no, you know what? Let's not this. To later, well, guys. What, <laughs> what? <laughs> we can edit this uh, out. <laughs> wait a minute, I just want to say goodbye to our Japanese listener. Because, uh, it's, it's been good to have you along for the ride. But, uh, yeah. Much <laughs> love and farewell. Then we've been to Japan. How did you thank anyone for your meal? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you didn't think you might go for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, on that bombshell. Um yeah, it's time to end. Thank you all and thank you all for listening. Cheers. Thanks everyone. <laughs> oh, Liam, you legend. <laughs>